the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Gospel for this fourth Sunday in Lent places us on the northeastern coast of the Sea of Galilee. Desiring to spend some time alone with his disciples, Jesus took them to a desolate place. And yet this time alone wouldn't be long, as a large crowd was following him, because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread, so that these people may eat? Now, Jesus wasn't asking Philip for the directions to the nearest grocery store. Jesus knew what he would do. He had once provided the Israelites with food in the wilderness, and he would do so here again. Yet Jesus says these words to Philip specifically to test him. Away from the city, away from its markets, without access to food, Jesus sought to strengthen his disciples' faith in him. Facing an impossible situation, Jesus wanted his disciples to look to him as the one who would provide for all of their needs. The disciples, however, failed this test. Looking at how little they had, they became discouraged. Philip answered, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, Here is a boy with five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Like the disciples, there's the constant temptation for us to look at how little that we have. Especially during this time when the cost of goods remains high. As these high prices drive our bank accounts further and further to down, we we become anxious, don't we? We wonder whether or not we'll be able to put food on our tables. We wonder whether or not we'll be able to fill our car up with gas. We wonder whether or not we'll be able to pay those bills. And now, with major banks closing and instability in the markets, there's uncertainty in regards to what the future holds. And yet, in the midst of this, It's important to realize that nothing hinders our faith as much as riches on the one side and poverty on the other. The chief sin that we must confess every time we come to church on Sunday and every day is the sin of unbelief. God promises you more than what you hold in your hand. Yet do you believe that he'll take care of you? Do you trust that he knows what you need? Or do you think you know better than God himself? To our sins of doubt, unbelief, 
God would have us repent. He would have us repent and look to Him as the one who gives us our daily bread in due season at the proper time. He would have us trust in Him to know what we need and when we need it. He would have us depend on His Word for our true comfort and joy. Look what happens next in this morning's Gospel. To His disciples, Jesus says, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down. About 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. The irony in this miracle is that Jesus provides them with bread. Now you remember, bread certainly is a good gift from God. But it's a sign of our fall into sin. God said to fallen Adam, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. Bread is a food you have to work to get. You have to till the soil. You have to plant, harvest the wheat. You have to mix, knead, bake the ingredients. And only after you do all of those things can you finally eat the bread. And yet, in an instant, Jesus provides for the needs of over 5,000 people, a number far greater than the town of Carlisle. And feeding them with the food of fallen man, Jesus reveals that he's true God in human flesh and blood. Because only God can create. Isn't this what we confess in the creed this day and every Sunday? The first article of the creed reveals, God has made me and all creatures. He has given me my clothing, shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. By multiplying the five loaves of bread and two fish, Christ shows us from whom it is we receive our daily bread in the first place. Jesus is God, the provider of all good things. Now at first glance, it might appear as though this gospel account doesn't belong in the season of Lent. Throughout the other Sundays, we've heard of Jesus battling Satan and his demons, yet, yet we don't see that here this morning. We only hear of his miraculous feeding of over 5,000 people. And yet, this text is rightly placed in Lent, because the first article of the Creed is never separated from the second article of the creed. The God who is the creator and sustainer of our bodies is also the redeemer. Creation and redemption are intimately related to each other. You can't separate them. Notice when this feeding of the 5,000 takes place. It's at the Passover. 
The Passover celebrated God's deliverance of Israel from Egypt when the blood of the Lamb was smeared upon the doorposts of their homes so that the angel of death would pass over. Jesus is the Passover Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. God so loved the world that he handed his son over to die on the cross so that none of us would perish. The physical blessings you receive in this life are because of the cross. Because mankind's sin separated separated you from God, you would receive no good thing in this life. But Jesus' death has forgiven you all of your sins, reconciled you with God, so that once again you may receive God's good gifts. Jesus dies on the cross to relieve sin's impact on everyday human existence, disease, hunger, thirst, nakedness, as well as sin's eternal effects, delivering you from eternal death. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. You catch that? Jesus provides so abundantly for these over 5,000 people that there was food left over. He had provided for the physical needs of these people so they wouldn't go away and perish. And yet, in the midst of this incredible miracle, the people drew the wrong conclusion about Jesus. Having their bellies full, they wanted to make Jesus their king, specifically a bread king. They knew what they wanted, and they saw that Jesus could provide it. And so perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Fellow redeemed, the gospel for this day reveals how God cares for you. He gives you your food at the proper time. And on this Sunday, this Latare Sunday, which means rejoice, you can certainly rejoice for the first article gifts that God bestows upon you for Christ's sake. And yet, having done this for you, the danger becomes forgetting about him. We're seeing Jesus as the 5,000 people in our text did, as one who simply fills your stomach, as one who will improve your life, not as the one who has come to redeem you from your sin. But what does Jesus say? Later on in this chapter of St. John, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. 
I am the living bread that come down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. While the feeding of the 5,000 indeed signified that Jesus is true God and that he provides for all of our bodily needs, he reminds us that those who ate of the manna in the wilderness would eventually die. And the same thing goes for the 5,000. While they ate of this bread, they would die as well. Because of sin, our bodies are also heading toward the grave. Eating of the daily bread that God gives you doesn't give you eternal life. Only those who eat of the bread of life will live forever. What does this mean? It means that those who trust, who cling to this word, this, the flesh and blood of Christ offered up to God on the altar of the cross will not die. Jesus speaks of faith as eating and drinking. Faith hungers, trusts for what God gives and what he provides. And what he provides for you, your family, your neighbors, for the entire world is the very flesh and blood of Jesus. Eating of the bread of life is living on the word of God. You don't fashion Jesus according to your needs. Faith learns to subordinate one's bodily needs to one's spiritual needs. For man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So it is that you are to treasure God's word, his holy sacraments, as far greater and more beneficial gift than any food that you put into your mouth, or the clothes that you put on, or the cars that you drive, or the houses in which you live. We gather together to hear God's word, to eat and to drink Christ's body and blood to confess together the same saving faith. You need the washing of holy baptism because you're conceived in sin and you need to be washed clean by the blood of Christ. To confess your sins, you need the absolution that the pastor pronounces upon you for it places you right back into the baptismal font. You need the body of Christ given up for you on the cross. You need that body to bear your sin, or you would have to bear them yourselves. You need the blood shed, because without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness. And it's only the blood of Christ that can take away your sins. So it is that you eat of Christ's body and blood which strengthens and preserves you in this life. This is the food that you need to be filled with. And, it's not, and it's, it's not something that you can buy at a grocery store. You receive it here in God's house. Hello, redeemed. Christ is 
the living bread that comes down from heaven. He gives life to the world through his death on the cross. Through his blood, he provides you with daily bread. But not only that, he comes to strengthen you with his word and his sacrament to give you what your body truly needs. His righteousness, his forgiveness, his eternal life, and his kingdom. God be praised. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all human understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.